Good evening, everybody, and welcome to Ignite Radio Live. Stephanie and Greg Schleter here on Annunciation Radio, the five stations of Annunciation. Welcome, everybody. It's great to be with you. And as you heard this opening song, we are here for such a time as this. God has purposefully designed each of us and our listening audience to be attuned to his voice and to be a means of people encountering him. So during this season of Lent, the cross is a very visible image to us, an important, potent image. We're never closer to God than in our challenges and suffering. God custom-designed us to participate in his life, death, and resurrection. But there's another meaning to this cross also that we're here to discuss tonight, and in the business world, they might speak of the word metrics. What is the measure of our purpose on this earth We've got the horizontal beam of the cross, which essentially means multiplying missionary disciples. We see that in the Great Commission, right? Go into the world and make disciples. We are called to multiply missionary disciples who discover and live their great identity in Jesus Christ. But, you know, how do we do that? What holds up the horizontal beam? It's the vertical beam. And that vertical beam is a deepening of disciples, Deepening of discipleship, that is. Very vividly, we see that in the scene of John 6. A multitude of disciples are those following Jesus, and he proclaims this great truth of the Eucharist. He who does not eat of my body and drink of my blood has no life within him. For my body is real food and my blood is real drink. And what happened there, brothers and sisters? A multitude left him. Now, does Jesus love them? Absolutely. Does he desire them to know him? Absolutely. But he didn't go back and say, well, that's just a metaphor. Hold on, let me explain it to you. No, he proclaimed that truth for the purpose of identifying those who might be true disciples at the heart, the first step. Those who would say with Peter, where are we to go? You have the words of eternal life. In other words, doesn't matter if we have low numbers, doesn't matter by our measure of success, because where are we to go? He's got the words of eternal life. Now, to cue this up, we've got two wonderful brothers in the studio with us and a few on the phone with us, all board members for this organization called Image Trinity. And you may know it by the name of Mass Impact. If you go to massimpact.us, what's it all about? It's about engaging the masses, every person on this planet, in the great adventure of Holy Mass. Not just a moment, not just that potent, rich Sunday experience, that source and summit, but what flows into our lives, that it becomes a movement. So to cue this up, my brother Jeff Barefoot and Mike Bragg and Dwight Stevenson are with us. I asked Jeff to come in and share with us in particular how the Spirit is speaking to him with a lens of seeing what is this, what is the time that we're living in right now and how are we meant to plan. To set that stage for him, I want to read these words for you that just came out a few days ago from Pope Francis in a homily. Dear brothers and sisters, I have often thought about how the church might make, a cle- make clear its mission of being a witness to mercy. It is journey that begins with a spiritual conversion. For this reason, I have decided to call an extraordinary jubilee that is to have the mercy of God at its center. It shall be a holy year of mercy. We want to live this year in the light of the Lord's words, quote, Be merciful just as your Father is merciful, unquote. That's from Luke 6. 
He continues, The Holy Year will begin on this coming solemnity of the Immaculate Conception and will end on November 20th, 2016. I am convinced that the whole church will find in this jubilee the joy needed to rediscover and make fruitful the mercy of God with which all of us are called to give consolation to every man and woman of our time. From this moment, we entrust this holy year to the Mother of Mercy, that she might turn her gaze upon us and watch over our journey. With no further ado, Beautiful words, very powerful. And so Jeff, Mike, Dwight, delighted to have you guys with us. Thank you so much for having us here. Um, I'm particularly delighted to be with my brothers and and with you, Stephanie and Greg. Um, It's been a wonderful opportunity to be involved in the board of Image Trinity and Mm -hmm. uh, been blessed beyond words. And we hope that tonight the listeners Mm -hmm. will also be be blessed and touched by the things that we're going to talk about. Mm -hmm. I'm a convert into the Catholic faith coming into the church in 2002 after Mm. having been a converted in college. I came to college as a Unitarian. Uh, through the Ministry of InterVarsity Christian Fellowship at Miami University in Oxford, Ohio, um, in the mid mid seventies, I uh, mm-hmm. early seventies, I came to know the Lord Jesus, which started a, a thirty-two year love affair with His Word, His mm-hmm. Holy Word, in the mm-hmm. Scriptures, and um, constantly reading the Word, constantly involved in Bible studies and um, seeking to know God deeper. Mm-hmm. He began to really work in my heart at a time I really won't go into it too much tonight we don't have time for that but began to work in my heart to help me see the claims of the catholic faith were being put out in scripture over and over Mm. again i could see where the catholic church was beginning to stand long story short after about eight or nine years of, of reading scripture reading the claims of the catholic church um i became a um a catholic on easter vigil of 2002 and took from my patron saint, uh, Joseph of Arimathea, mm-hmm. who um, gave his property for the for the body of our Lord mm-hmm. and was there with Mary when he was pulled down from the cross. Um, so like any convert, um, and my brothers on the show tonight also have their conversion stories, it, it, it takes you a, a while to really be, you know, entrenched in catholic theology and to begin to really see what the ancient church always taught and why it why it has survived so for me um coming to know mary was the one of the biggest Mm. initial challenges of my Mm. conversion and i made a trip to Portugal for non for business reasons and ended up ended up going to Fatima. <laughs> you thought they were business reasons. Yeah, I didn't go Different there. sorts of business. Yeah, so. And and that began um, you know, a very intimate relationship with my spiritual mother in heaven. Mm. I had such a wonderful mother on earth that I realized God had given us Mary to, mm. to speak. I've always been interested in history and, and that really started then a few years ago. Um Looking into the claims of of Marian apparitions, I I made a pilgrimage uh, to Guadalupe, mm. and then to um, Champion, Wisconsin, mm. all approved apparitions of our Blessed Mother. Um, I ran across a book by a man named Stephen Walford called um, um, "The Heralds of the Second Coming: mm. Our Lady and Divine mm. Mercy," and I started reading that two years ago. Mm. 
I'm going to share some of those things, but I was absolutely blown away when you'd asked us to be on the radio show about a week and a half ago. And then this weekend, the Holy Father came out with an extraordinary call. We've only had 27 of these years in the whole history of the church. Wow. So Mm. I I was blown away. Um, We're living in the final confrontation of divine mercy and John St. John Paul II, on his first visit to the United States before he became Pope, uh, said that we are now standing in the face of the greatest historical confrontation humanity has ever gone through. Mm. He said, I, don't, I do not think that wide circles of American society or wide circles of the Christian community realize this fully. We are now facing the final confrontation between the church and the anti-church of the gospel in the anti-gospel. This confrontation lies within the plans of divine providence. It's a trial which the whole church must take up. Mm. We're privileged now, I believe, uh, to be alive at this time Mm. and and to have been born in this time by the divine will of God. Um, We live anchored between, as Wolford says in his book, several hundred years of apparitions of the Blessed Virgin Mary and Christ's revelation of divine mercy to St. Faustina. Um, Between Mary and mercy, we're living in this historic time in the context of this final confrontation. And John Paul's call to the new evangelization, the call of Vatican II, is a clarion call for us and our families and our brothers and our sisters in the faith. And Mm. we really consider nothing more important in our lives than to fully live out our calling and to assist all others to do likewise. Our time has come, and it's time to embrace the trial that Mm. John Paul II called, and I think that's what Image Trinity is trying to do. Mm. Mm. Finally, uh, discipleship goes much deeper than seeking an abundant life with Christ. Um, There are a lot of ministries and apostolates that want to take you into a more deeper walk with Christ so that you can have the abundant life. But what we're talking about is something so much bigger. Only by following him do we really fulfill our calling to live out our purpose and our Mm. very birthright. If God planned you in your mother's womb to be born at this time, is it merely to live the Christian life on this earth and then go into you know, go into his kingdom, or is it to be a part of the special ending that he may have for us? So we really, what we're trying to do with Image Trinity is to transform the culture of death and the suffocating emptiness Mm. through the divine mercy message um, Mm. that is still being poured out one soul at a time. Many that we know and love and are friends with are in bondage and pain Mm. from a complete culture of lies. And true love demands that we don't leave them alone and hopeless. And it's our hour to love, and it's therefore we have no time to waste. Um, I'll close with my initial comments here with what Pope Benedict reminded us almost 10 years ago uh, next month, April of 2005. You might remember it was the beginning of the conclave. John Paul II had passed. Cardinals were going in to elect a new pope, and... Then Cardinal Joseph Ratzinger, not knowing at that moment that he would come out, Pope Benedict, Mm. said the following, Today, having a clear faith based on the creed of the church is often labeled as fundamentalism, whereas relativism, that is, letting oneself be tossed here and there, carried about 
by every wind and doctrine seems the only attitude that can cope with modern times. We're building a dictatorship of relativism, mm. he said, that does not recognize anything as definitive and whose ultimate goal consists solely of one's own ego and desires. Mm. We, however, have a different goal. The Son of God, the true man, he is the measure of true humanism. An adult faith is not a faith that follows the trends of fashion and the latest novelty. A mature adult faith is deeply rooted in friendship with Jesus Christ. Mm. It is this friendship that opens us all to that it, all that is good and gives us a criterion by which to distinguish the true from the false and deceit from truth. Mm. We must develop this adult faith. We must guide the flock of Christ to this faith. And it is this faith, only faith, that creates unity and fulfillment in love. Beautiful. Wow. Beautiful. You are tuned into Ignite Radio Live, and our theme tonight is For Such a Time as This. Each of us have our occupations and pursuits. We have our calendars. We have our obligations. But we're inviting, we're being invited to look at our lives through a lens of greater urgency and deeply anchored in our ultimate purpose. Um, and we're going to talk a little more about that in just a moment on the other side of this. So stay tuned. Here's a simple question. Would you like to see this area alive in the love of God and Jesus Christ? Well, here's the thing. It won't just happen. The greatest thing we can do to see God alive around us is to accept him alive within us. Right now, we invite you and your family to rediscover love. Rediscover love is a great adventure through the seven weeks of Lent that promises to awaken our homes to God's abiding love. Go right now to massimpact.us. Take the simple one-page inventory. It's a real eye-opener. Rediscover love at massimpact.us. Did you see the Guardians of the Galaxy? Did you watch the Packer game? How's your portfolio? Pizza is awesome. What we talk about doesn't just reveal what's important to us. It reveals who's important to us. This week, take a risk to grow deeper. Consider throwing in one of these. What's your biggest challenge right now? Hey, what can I pray for you for? What can I do to make your life easier right now? How about joining us for Mass this Sunday? Yeah, and coming over for breakfast. Let's pray the holy communion we receive correspond to a holy community we live. This has been a Mass Impact Moment. Join the great adventure at massimpact.us. But to voice the truth to the nations, the generation looking for God, for such a time as this, I was placed upon. Welcome back to Ignite Radio Live. You're with Greg and Stephanie Schleter, and we are delighted to have three wonderful gentlemen with us, mm-hmm. Jeff Barefoot, Mike Bragg, and Dwight Stevenson on the phone. Um, and it's just hitting me that you gentlemen are three converts to the Catholic faith, which is awesome, not only to be with us, in, in the fold, but just uh, the great witness that you guys are mm-hmm. and your involvement, and it's just very moving. Mm-hmm. So 
What are your thoughts? Jeff just set the stage for such a time as this, which is our theme tonight. A lot of great stuff. Mike, what do you got for us? Well, I was really struck with what Jeff said, in particular this Lent, because uh, more than any time in my uh, walk with God for uh, over 50 years, um, I've really been struck in my prayer life with that question. What time is this? Where are we in the biblical time? Where are we on the end times? Where? Are, and I don't mean any kind of you know crazy rapture kind of things or anything Didn't like that. Did we see you on the street corner downtown? Yeah, yeah <laughs> I was, I was, I was. Um, but, but really, you know, Jesus talks, especially at the end of Matthew, about what's going to happen at the end and who's going to persevere and who's going to still be with him. Mm-hmm. And uh, just the quotes that, uh, that Jeff read kind of struck me in my mm-hmm. prayer life that, mm-hmm. you know, we aren't at a time the same as maybe we thought we were 20, 30 mm-hmm. years ago. I mean, the, the time really seems to be different now. And, right. and uh, you know, if, uh, if, if, we, uh, if we died tomorrow or if our Lord came back sooner than we think, mm-hmm. you know, are we really deep in our spiritual life? Where are we? And that's why I really, you know, I'm on board 100% with Image Trinity and, mm-hmm. and Mass Impact because mm-hmm. I really think it's a it's a place to spend my time, my talent, my treasure, um, selfishly for me, but more importantly for my family mm-hmm. and uh, and for others, and it's really important. We're going to try tapping Dwight if you're uh, there still, Dwight. Now, just to our listeners, we've had some challenges with our conference call, so we may have to pull that back and, and move on. But, Dwight, are you out there, and what are your thoughts? Sure, I am here. And, you know, I just I think that the, the time that we are in now is such an amazing time to be a part of the church. I think as we continue to see more and more converts, as we continue to see more and more reverts, uh, the fact is, is that the church is growing uh, in a way that um, I'm not really sure that it fully has since the early church as far as having an impact and beginning mm-hmm. to combat the culture of life and, and begin to, to prayerfully make a shift in the culture. Uh, it's one of the reasons why I'm so excited about what Image Trinity and Mass Impact is doing. A piece of my background I spent a year with Focus, an organization that I'm sure many of your listeners will be familiar with, uh, the Fellowship of Catholic University Students. And just seeing what took place and is taking place on the university campus and now through Mass Impact, through Image Trinity, seeing what is taking place in our parishes, which is really, I think, where the renewal needs to take place, is to watch our parishes be revived and watch men and women and families come back to Christ through the church. And I'm just I'm so excited because you hear in the world today, especially with, within the Christian and the Catholic Church, you hear so much about discipleship and about this idea of how are we going to fulfill the Great Commission. And the fact is, is lots of people have great ideas, great anecdotes about what the problem is and, and the fact that there needs to be a solution and we get bits and pieces of solutions. What I love about what Image Trinity is doing is there's a system behind it. There is a a system and a methodology of how do we begin to renew our parish? How do we begin to, through the Eucharist and specifically through adoration, through spending time with our Lord in his physical body, how do we begin to change the hearts and lives of individuals to begin to reignite our church? And I I love what God is doing and I love what is happening through this organization. 
Dwight, thank you so much uh, for your involvement. And Dwight is like these two men. I haven't known them for more than two years. And we, you know, really are keep saying again and again, heart of the church, heart of the church, heart of the church. What does that mean? We're trying to mine the treasure of the church that Christ gives us. And it's already there. You know, the sacraments are already there. But as Sherry Waddell sort of suggests in her book, Forming Intentional Disciples, she uses these theological terms, actus fide and virtus fide, fide. Essentially, we're taking the grace, but are we really receiving it? Are we appropriating the grace that God has for us? Is it coming alive for us? And um, I like the image of amnesia, and the Pope Francis has used that also, that by virtue you are what you eat, by virtue of eating the fruit. And we've all eaten the fruit, and we're tempted by the fruit, and we still eat the fruit. And that leaves us with a false identity, an anti-identity. We're in amnesia. Well, Irenaeus gives us the other piece to that. Christ is God's revelation of man to himself. When we come in the presence of Jesus, he is the evangelist. He awakens us to our nature, imago Dei, the image of God. Jesus Christ alone in the church, particularly in the Eucharist, and uh, and this great opportunity we call Ignite, is an occasion that breaks those clouds, dispels them, and we're seeing the conversion happen as a result. Is there beautiful music? Yes. Is there great testimonials? Yes. But it is all like St. John the Baptist, may I decrease, may he increase. I direct our listeners to an article that came out just this past week, so humbled and blessed, that a uh, uh, National Catholic Register featured a story called Igniting Mass Impact. For our listeners, you can see that article. Go to massimpact.us, massimpact.us, and click on the News tab. You're going to see the first article. Thank you, Eddie O'Neill. Thank you, National Catholic Register and EWTN for featuring this. And then Mike here again uh, pointed out that uh, they, it was a lead story uh, in the uh, e- email this past week. But again, I just want, I can't say it strongly enough. All we're about in our imperfection, in our brokenness, is to say, may we decrease, may he increase. He's given us his church. How do we showcase it? And how do we integrate what God has given us in, so that we can not just be spectators, but be participants in this great journey? Right. I think it would be helpful um, to reiterate a little bit on the comment of the time we're living in between the Marian apparitions Please and, do. and the divine mercy. And first, I want to start off my comment by making clear that, you know, the for the non-Catholic listeners that may be tuning in, that the church's position is not that you must believe um, any private revelation. Uh, the Catholic Church is very careful about mm-hmm. approving for, for the hundreds that are cited. There's one that might be approved. But these are not requirements. You know, mm-hmm. now, if you wouldn't believe them, I might have an argument with you. Gladly, <laughs> right? About your reasons. He's a lawyer, so I don't want to engage in that. We have two lawyers with us here. Yeah. But... Um, so and we, let's let's paraphrase let's let's give that in context. But over and over again, not only has the apparitions at Guadalupe, at Lourdes, at Fatima, have these things been coming? And I'm I'm remi- remembering the prophecy in Joel that at the end of mm-hmm. the times that your young men will have visions and your mm. old men will will have dreams. And each pope over the last 100 years has said the same thing. We are living in a time of great evil Mm -hmm. and we can see it just in the last 10 years every Mm -hmm. time you turn on the television uh, it's not just a culture of death it's a culture of lies Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and into this in the 1930s um, sister Faustina began to have private revelations from the Lord himself and 
the messages that he was giving to her was that we are going to be pouring out divine mercy. I have, I'm going to read from her diaries. He says, he says, today I am sending you with my mercy to the people of the whole world. I do not want to punish aching mankind, but I desire to heal it, mm. pressing it to my merciful heart. Beautiful. You are the secretary of my mercy, and I have chosen you for that office in this and in the next life. One of the other things that she saw in her in her uh, in her um, spiritual journey was a message that a star would come out of Poland. Mm-hmm. Many think mm. that was John Paul II. She saw the um, an attempted assassination of a pope, and that turned out to be John Paul II, who was shot on the very anniversary of the apparition of Fatima right. on the wow. very day at, and so. Um, one of the greatest things that John Paul, St. John Paul II did was declare until Christ returns the Sunday after Easter, Divine Mercy Sunday, mm. and in perpetuity. And what that means is on that day, it's, it functions as though it's a second baptism. It functions as though we are washed of our sin if we come and declare that mercy and come with an open heart on that day his blood will pour out his divine forgiveness and that's why we're saying we're living in a time when the mercy is available Mm -hmm. and it's our job as followers of christ as redeemed sinners as people who have been strugglers with our own sin knowing the message of forgiveness to take it to others and that's that's why we are all involved with image trinity we Mm -hmm. see in 2010, our, our then bishop asked us to pray for a new Pentecost in our diocese, and hundreds and hundreds, and every, dio- every church in the diocese did it. And I'm looking back on five years and saying, where are the visible proofs of the answer to that prayer? And I'm going to maintain it is in three places. Um, it's going to be found in Image Trinity. You weren't even here in 2010. Mm-hmm. It's going to be an Annunciation Radio, which started in 2010. And I think, Mike, you were the one at breakfast about three months ago that mm-hmm, said it's mm-hmm. in our new bishop. Absolutely. The, the Holy Spirit wants to answer our prayers. And we see a movement that's coming from the bottom up to help raise within our parishes and bring along those people that need greater faith. And when I look at where I'm going to spend my time and my money, and my efforts that the Lord has given me, I have to say yes to a ministry like this because it feeds into that great context we're talking about tonight. Gosh, thank Jeff. Um, So blessed, as you can imagine, uh, how God is anointing people similarly. When you speak of Joel and the prophets, uh, the visions, there's a sense in that passage that it's, it's it's a shared vision. You know, maybe customized per person, but a shared vision that causes those people together to say, God is doing something here, and we're experiencing this with Ignite. This is happening all over the world. There's a, there's a new awakening. And um, I want to just emphasize this. You, you mentioned how um, you shared this with me, this thesis, this insight, um, you know, of Guadalupe to Mercy two, three months ago. And it was a function of reading this book. And then, Jeff, you and I were invited, very privileged, on Ash Wednesday to participate in a magnificent retreat time with some of the giants of my life, Father Ricardo, Al Cresta, Peter Herbeck, uh, Ralph Martin, Mary Healy, Sister Ann Shields, 
um, Bishop Burns, some wonderful people to discuss a paper that made gave us a framework of, of Christendom uh, versus apostolic um, age, if you will. And Mike, you in particular, I shared that with you, and you had some thoughts on that. Uh, perhaps it gives another insight as to where we're at right now in terms of a church and um, how we need to, as lay people in particular, they kept saying again and again, anchored in our church documents, Catholics, lay people, you know, we are called to participate, cooperate with our pastors who are given the great grace to lead us, but we are called to step up in a lot of ways that may not have been so clear 30 years ago. I don't know if you have some thoughts on that, how that may have hit you. Well, first, I had a kind of a thought on what Jeff just just told us, and I think one thing that, that I've come to realize uh, over the last couple of years is we can't really open up those floodgates of mercy until we come to grips with the fact that we have sin and we need a Savior. Yeah. And uh, I think it was St. Pope John Paul II, again, who talked about perhaps one of the biggest sins in society is the fact that we don't recognize sin anymore in this culture of relativism. And so I think, you know, we have to be honest with ourselves individually and as a society about what is sin and that it exists. And until we come to grips with that, we probably won't be able to open ourselves up to that that gift of divine mercy and let those floodgates flow. Um, With regard to what you were talking about, um, on, on the paper, you know, I think it is a different time. And, you know, the question is, are we a Christendom church or are we a, an apostolic church, a missionary church? And our parents and certainly our grandparents grew up in a time where everybody believed the same thing for the most part. I mean, society, we call ourselves a Christian nation and everybody went to church on Sundays. And we all, we all could just kind of go through the motions and assume that my kids are going to do what I did and we're all going to be Christians and we're all going to do the same thing. And I think you don't have to look very far out the window to see that that's not today, you know. Right. Uh, and so, a hostile culture. Yeah, it's a hostile yeah. culture. And so I think we really need to uh, be able to, uh, you know, refocus our efforts and think, boy, well, if we're not that kind of a church anymore, if we're not a Christian church where it just kind of happens naturally, mm-hmm. you know, how do we change our techniques? How do we change our message? How do we change our mission? Um, and it actually isn't new. It's going back to the beginning. Right. And it, that, that phrase, apostolic, yeah. means, yeah. you know, at the time of the apostles, right. where God was foreign to the pagan culture. And we don't have to look very far. Like you said, Jeff, you know, it's just lies out there and death. And I think it starts with our family, mm-hmm. uh, you know, um, you know, how do we raise our families differently right. than perhaps the house next door, mm-hmm. the other children in school. And uh, that's not being critical. That's not being judgmental. But that's just, you know, being conscious as a parent, you know, that this is a different society, a different world, a different church. Mm-hmm. And and that means we have to be different. Right. I'm grateful, Mike, for you um, raising the question of our sin. That this mercy has a beginning point of our recognition of our poverty, without which, uh, recognizing our sin, we have no need for a Savior. And and who on this planet doesn't resonate with our imperfection, our sin, uh, which ought to unite us, really, 
And it also ought to diminish judgmentalism. Suddenly the church becomes the occasion of a true, not just dung covered with snow, but Romans 12, 1 and 2, transformation. God desires something so much greater than sort of externally going through the motions. And that's kind of an idea that still is with us today. I'm a good person. I do these motions. The message of the Catholic faith is God offers us a deep down transformation of our very nature, Romans 12, 1 and 2. Um, and so, I mean, I think, that, you know, as you talk about um, the connectivity, Jeff, and in, in your what merits your time, talent, and treasure, and we're so blessed by that insight, because hear us say that, that we're just a small piece of serving this mission of Jesus Christ. And we pray all the time as a team, restrain our steps from what is of us. Lord, let you, you lead us and you guide us in the heart of the church with our pastors, with the fullness of the sacramental life. That's what we're really you know, all about um, at that service. And so if you go to an Ignite, one of the things people speak of is the long lines of confession. Oh, sure. Mm-hmm. Sure. We had the men's conference, uh, Catholic mm-hmm. men's conference this weekend, about, how I many, Mike, did we, maybe 400 down there? Mm-hmm. And, and I think we had 11 confessionals. And I'm telling you, it's beautiful to see men mm-hmm. line up. Mm-hmm. And it's, it reminds me of the Old Testament times when the, the Jews would drag their bulls up the hill to be sacrificed. And Did you live in those days, well, Jeff? You know, Reminds you? <laughs> Back in the uh, day. Yeah, had I been doing it, I probably would have been dragging bulls every day. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, that mercy, mm. not, not only, we're not worthy of mercy mm. if we are not merciful. Mm. And it's, you know, there isn't a human being who isn't hurt right. by somebody or hasn't hurt someone. Mm. We're not, capable of not being scarred by sin but jesus calls us through the power of that cross mm-hmm. through this message of divine mercy that we're not only uh soldiers to take the truth uh, to the enemy take it right into their face Amen. but we are soldiers that must be forgiving people we must we must be able to forgive everybody and everything that's ever gone on you are tuned into Ignite Radio Live on Annunciation Radio, and our theme for tonight is hopefully not just a fleeting night, but an open door for you and I to consider for such a time as this. We want to try to set the stage for that as you listen tonight and to invite you to pray with us about how you might be called specifically with a great strategy that God is giving us in the heart of our church to respond such that 10 years from now, we may see a change that we would look back and say, maybe it began tonight. Maybe it began in our saying yes tonight. We'll be back with you in just a moment. Now, all I have is now. This is an Ignite Flash Fire moment. Right now, can you think of one person you know who's struggling, in need of knowing God's love? If someone came to mind, God just spoke to your heart. We're going to light it up right now. Send them a quick message. It could be by Facebook, email, text message. Make it short and sweet. Simply tell them you were thinking about them. You appreciate them. You're praying for them. You're in it with them, that God loves them. If we respond to this simple flash fire prompting right now, together we'll move his kingdom a big step forward. Ignite Flash Fire is brought to you by MassImpact.us. Not just a moment, a movement. You know, Mass Impact and Ignite has been going across the Northwest Ohio now for, for months, and, and thousands of people, literally thousands of people in our diocese have experienced 
that love. We believe that he said what he meant and meant what he said. When he proclaimed that his body is real food and his blood is real drink. Simply put, Mass Impact is a nonprofit movement seeking the heart of God in the very heart of his Catholic Church. Uh, people just keep kept coming and coming. Not just in a moment, but, but to surrender their entire lives. We desire our hearts to be moved by what moves his. And to see that happening monthly. We are responding to an urgent call at an urgent time. The recent Pope's John Paul said, now's the time, this is the moment. We are taking big steps in faith throughout our diocese and beyond. I want to buckle my chin strap and take the field. And we are seeing tremendous growth. I mean, I'm just roused and emboldened to mission, to do something. We cannot do it alone. We need you right now. Please partner with us. Go to massimpact.us right now and click on the Contribute tab. If you and I respond in faith right now, we will see souls in heaven who would not have been there had we said no. It was nothing short of amazing. Does it have that same kind of effect on you? Please go to massimpact.us and contribute. It's time to move. We're right here, right here for this time and place. You can live a mirror of His mercy. Welcome back to Ignite Radio Live. Uh, just listening to that previous commercial, hearing Mike McCartney's voice. Tell me that doesn't make you smile. Anyone Buckle who knows him. Buckle my chin him? strap and take the field. <laughs> Greg practices that all the time. So do our but, kids. Uh, Mike and Molly, we're so blessed by you. Special shout out to you. Um, we are recording live, actually, in a, a makeshift studio in our home. And uh, during that break, noticed I looked up above Jeff's head and there's the icon of divine mercy, and it says, Jesus, I trust in you. So another sign of our Lord's presence with us at such a time as this, um, and this whole message of mercy. And listening to your words, Jeff, also, I'm just struck. One of the first quotes that you read from, I think it was Benedict earlier in the show, he used the word friendship with Christ. And just amidst... All of our sin, as we spoke of, and everything going on in the world, that despite that sin, when we seek forgiveness, not only does the Lord give us that forgiveness, but he offers us mercy, which is almost like a little step farther, right? Mm -hmm. Like just, not just an objective, I forgive you, and that's huge, oh my gosh, the Lord of the universe, but that our Savior also offers a welcoming back into relationship to take us by the hand yeah. and and just, you know, yeah. marinate in his love like that. Does so anyone check. here need mercy? Yeah. <laughs> I, 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 maybe check, I do. Check, <laughs> check. And how we are called, like you reminded us, to extend it to others. Yeah. You know, like that's that's the deal, right? Yeah. You know, um, so we again are with uh, Michael Bragg and Jeff Barefoot and Dwight Stevenson on the line and just so delighted and blessed beyond words to have you guys with us. So I'm going to pass the baton to Mike right now with wherever he wants to run with it. Well, where I want to run is the question of what are we called to do? 
Mm. What is God calling us to do um, every day, obviously, but especially in this time of Lent? Mm. We're coming up on Easter, the the great celebration mm. of the church, and you know, uh, you know, God's calling each one of us for something, for a special mission, and. The first thing that God's calling us to do is to pray. Mm-hmm. Right. And, uh, you know, all the works we want to do and all the great ideas we have, all the things that we think we can accomplish, throw that stuff out. Right. You know, <laughs> I mean, let's, let, you know, if we aren't in, if we aren't prayer warriors, if we aren't in prayer if, and, uh, you know, we won't know what God wants us to mm-hmm. do and we won't have the ability to do it. And, uh, you know, if there's men listening out there like me, you're probably thinking, okay, well, prayer means I'm going to start telling God what I think. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, maybe we ought to take a chance to listen. And I know that as I've been trying to listen imperfectly, um, God calls me to support this ministry, Mm -hmm. this apostolate, um, with my prayer, which I do every day, and Thank I'd ask you. the listeners out there, because that's probably the most important thing, is, is having a, Absolutely. you know, just thousands of people praying for this ministry, and, and frankly for Greg and Stephanie and their family for all they do for it. Um, and, you know, I think that's important. And Greg touched a little bit before the break, I think, something that I actually shared with him uh, at an Ignite about a year ago, that I was just called at that Ignite by God to, to affirm Greg because God was telling me that, you know, all these great renewals in the church start someplace. And I really had a sense that, you know, it could be starting a lot of places. I'm not saying this is, you know, exclusive. But that this, I got the sense that this is a place where God is is calling for renewal. Mm-hmm. And that we could be looking back in 10, 15, 20 years. Maybe we'll be in a history book someplace of the, <laughs> of the church or whatever. And they'll say, yeah, and there was this great renewal that took mm-hmm. place in Toledo, Ohio. Um, but I really feel, you know... Would that be the Holy Diocese yeah. of Toledo? <laughs> yeah. Uh, and so I do really feel that, uh, that God is calling this ministry mm-hmm. in this time mm-hmm. to do something special, something different, to awaken the church to its mm. roots mm. and to uh and and so I would just ask everybody that's listening to to pray about how can you support this ministry obviously prayer maybe some time maybe some, maybe a donation which is what I do and I try to do all three thank you mike and just a note is you know you speak of Stephanie and myself, from our vantage, we, of course, I know you would agree with this, see this as an ever-growing community of missionary disciples that spans now numerous counties. I mean, 13 different locations last year, 50 different Ignites. These are individual leaders. This is Melissa Heichel. This is Ann Cook. This is Bob Geiger. This is Father Macbeth. This is Father Schild. This is Father John Miller. This is Father Beaver. This is, you know, I'm going to miss people, but I'm just, this is the way I proclaim praise to God and, and him illuminating people. And I need to say it clearly also that it's saying yes in spite of my imperfection, Hear that loud and clear, folks. I'm saying yes. Stephanie's saying yes. You brothers are saying yes. In spite of our imperfection, I am flawed. I am imperfect. Look at the 12 disciples. And mercy, we would often speak of this phrase in the early days of our team. We'd call it mercy space. And what it meant was 
We all know we're imperfect. We all know we're bringing our stuff. But what's beautiful about that gathering early on that continues to this day is we know each other pretty well. We know our stuff. We know our strengths. We know our weaknesses. Bob Geiger would say when I'd speak sometimes, he'd say, yeah, there's Gregorian chant. And then when he really gets going, there's Gregorian rant. (laughs) Folks who listen to me, you know, okay, we laugh. But okay, thank you. That's the church. Don't be afraid of your imperfection and and open yourself, avail yourselves to God's grace through this community. That's what we're inviting folks to listen to right now and to become a missioned community that is going to persevere in spite of our imperfections. Yeah, and I might add to that that God calls us precisely because of our imperfection. Amen. He calls us precisely because of our brokenness. You know, in Image Trinity, um, we're we're coming into the churches and having beautiful Eucharistic adoration, mm. powerful prayers mm. of healing mm. and strength. And and I see in that this call that we become Eucharist, mm. that mm. that what did Jesus do that night that he instituted the feast? He he took the bread, he he blessed it, he broke it, and he gave it. Mm. And our lives are that way. He pulls us, he takes us, he mm. calls us out of the world, he then blesses us, then he's gotta break us. Mm. And only after we're broken, right. truly broken, can we be given away to others and mm-hmm. be useful. Mm-hmm. So he calls us exactly because of our perfection, and that's exactly what Image Trinity Mass Impact is trying to do. Come into mm-hmm. the parish churches along beside of our wonderful priests mm-hmm. and help them in their task for the new evangelization. They just simply mm-hmm. can't do it alone. Right. Mm-hmm. Likely our listeners have had have participated in Crisio Chirp, a conversion kind of moment or experience. They're open to Christ through circumstances. And even, you know, non-Catholic Christian brothers and sisters speak of this. So we've had that evangelization bringing us to the moment where we say, Lord, I want to live for you. That, that you know, heightened point where we were ready to give it all possibly, you know. And it's at that point where it seems the church institutionally was not equipped to take that baton and to deepen it. And many maybe were left feeling, I had the experience and I'm kind of going to, I'm on my own now, you know, watch EWTN, read my books or whatever. What's emerging is a sense that it's not just that implantation mode of evangelization, but now there's the cultivation of those seeds mm-hmm. and an awakening of what does it mean to be a disciple and not as just an aspect of life, but for, as Matthew Kelly would say, to become the best version of ourselves. So we're wanting to invite people to think at the heart of this is an invitation when we say to be a disciple, to understand what scripture reveals to us, what our church reveals to us as qualities we've been fashioned for. We have the gift in the church to reveal to us something that we are not yet but are called to be that excellence. Let me ask our listeners, when is the last time you spent 60 minutes in a dedicated way with those closest to your family to talk and pray based upon Sunday readings? And you're, you're all good people out there. I know you love God. I know you want to serve him, but when's the last time we made our homes that occasion to live this? So these sorts of things reveal the challenge that each of us face. My hand is high in the air to create culture. So one simple phrase, here and now, Let's pray. Can we pray for a movement from just conviction to commitment? Can we pray from uh, the animating grace to take us beyond hot tub Catholicism, that empty and filled, boy, I was filled by the men's conference or Crucio or Chirp or Acts, to recognizing that the church gives us a wonderful blueprint 
and to seek that together. That's what we're really wanting to do in inviting people to join us. Yeah, and we're not, we're not here just to absorb what the church gives. Mm. Right. I mean, that's really crucial. That has to be understood. This mm. is These gifts of, of our Lord are to liberate us to mm. serve. Mm. And what are the two things that prevent us from being liberated? Our time and our money. We cling to those things mm. as though they're our own, mm. and they're not. And I want to encourage the Amen. listeners, if you believe like we do, that we're living in a special time, make the sacrifice of your time and your money to, to, to uh, mass impact and image Trinity. It's making a huge difference in how we all walk with Christ. You know, Greg, you had started out the program also with the beautiful metaphor of cross metrics, that, you know, the beam that mm. goes... Uh, vertically needs to be deep and strong and that's what holds up the horizontal um, and too often you hear the phrase it's not about numbers which has merit to it right I mean it shouldn't just be about numbers but what it does need to be about is about souls sure. as you just said Jeff you know it just it's not just about taking it in for ourselves and holding it in but it should be the movement to serve others to evangelize others to not just you know, see them as other people alongside of us, but to look through the lens of God that these are souls that he designed to spend all eternity with him and also to give them abundant life now in this world, in this time, in this moment, and called in relationship to him. So if we can, you know, set aside our inhibitions and the awkwardness and the, well, you know, I'm in a good space, I'm a good person or, or whatever, but to see them as souls oh, yeah. that are designed to spend all eternity with our Lord. That's I beautiful. thought Bishop Thomas had an interesting uh, comment or theme at his homily on, on last Sunday's Gospel, mm-hmm. John three sixteen, where he told the men he didn't want them to go to a sporting event and hold up a sign that said John three sixteen. He wanted their lives to read mm-hmm. John three sixteen. I thought that was signs. that's <laughs> yeah. awesome. That's living fabulous. Signs. Go Bishop Thomas. <laughs> Um, Dwight, we're going to come in and make some announcements and uh, land this with some good prayer in just a moment, but we're delighted to have you with us. Do you have any any final thoughts to share? One, I guess, final thought. The theme of the show is such a time as this, and I just want to remind our listeners of even where that comes from. It comes from the book of Esther, where God called her to stand in and to save the nation of Israel. And I think it's just uh-huh. so uh, apropos that we are in a time where God is calling us, each individual member of the church, to stand forth and to, to ask that question of what is God requiring of us. He's asking us to stand in and to save the soul of our culture. And I think Image Trinity is having such an impact along those lines, and I'm sure many of our listeners are, are aware that Image Trinity is a nonprofit organization, and it exists off of the generosity of those who have been impacted by the ministry that God has allowed Image Trinity to have. And I would just challenge our listeners, the listeners mm-hmm. who are out there now, to pray about if God would be challenging you to give either financially or just to be connected. Maybe you've heard about this for a number of months now, but you've not attended an Ignite event, and maybe it's at your home parish or a parish that's nearby. And I would just challenge the, our listeners to get involved, whether that is uh, financially to help continue the ministry of Mass Impact, or if that would be to get involved by attending an Ignite or something else that is near them. Thank you, Dwight. We are very blessed to have these gentlemen on our board. Two attorneys, one master's MBA, Dwight, uh, who oversee 
these aspects. They oversee, there's transparency, accountability, strategic planning. Um, we want to be uh, completely um, in God's grace and seeking him together uh, in his call in this moment. We invite you to join us. So where might you go? Massimpact.us. There's a contribute tab. So massimpact.us, we invite you to at least check that out, the contribute tab, and to bring it before God. We do need um, your support in in this full regard of time, talent, and certainly treasure. So as we come in uh, approaching a landing time, I want to tell our listeners now, this is amazing. In the next eight days are four ignites in four different parts of our diocese. What are you doing with your time, Greg? <laughs> <laughs> exactly, exactly. Time? So, <laughs> right, right. So tomorrow night is uh, is in in Huron, St. Peter's in Huron, Father Macbeth and Company. Actually, tonight. I'm yes, sorry, tonight. Yes. Saint, <laughs> so blessings upon all of them and what's happening there. And then tomorrow night which is Wednesday, we have the Ignite at Holy Trinity in Swanton. Woo-hoo. Wonderful people, very Father devout, Dandere, committed community. After a season community. of six to eight months of a core mission event of our f- helping to form parishes to become, if you will, that kind of community, this is their first Ignite. We're very excited for them. Put it, they've put it together completely, and they're very excited. So please join us if you're in the area. Uh, next week, let's see here. Uh, we got March 24th, which is uh, St. Jerome in Wallbridge. It's their first Ignite, and they're going to be doing them on a monthly basis. So um, Brett Hunterbrinker and Irene Bland and a whole crew of core team there that are very excited to bring it to that area. And um, we have, let's see here, St. Peter's in Mansfield, which is really exciting also. That's March 25th. Um, it's Father Father Miller, Father Jeremy Miller, and uh, just exciting things happening here, folks. It's breaking out, and uh, we encourage you to make one of these ignites, especially during this Lenten season leading up to Easter, that we enter in fully into this Lent to carry our crosses. And I just encourage you, if you're not able to go for whatever reasons, um, just to be united in prayer with them, both yeah. beforehand, but especially during. And in that prayer, I ask you listeners to remember our priests. Mm-hmm. They provide us with that Eucharist, with Jesus Christ, body, blood, soul, and divinity, who give of their, not just their time, but they've given their life for us. Mm-hmm. And uh, we mentioned the confessional lines. The the priests have been so generous in coming to um, distribute the Lord's mercy in that way and to be such an instrument of his healing. So let us remember uh, our priests, and especially during this Lenten season when it seems like they're running here and there and everywhere for us, for us at the church. So in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, amen. Lord God, we come before you this night uh, with great thanksgiving for your gift of mercy, for the gift of your very self. Help us in these uh, last few weeks of Lent to draw deeply into your passion and death, Lord God, that we may arise on the other side in the glory and power of your resurrection. We lift up to you, um, just all those most in need right now, Lord, in our listening audience, that soul farthest from you, that soul most in need. Um, We thank you for our benefactors, Lord God. We thank you for the folks at Annunciation Radio and ask your continuing blessing upon their ministry. We thank you, Lord, in a very special way for our, uh, our new bishop, Bishop Thomas, for the man, the priest, the bishop that you have called him to be, for the ways that he has touched so many in this short time. 
We love you, Lord Jesus. We thank you for the gifts of Our Lady, and we ask her to remain with us in this walk closer and closer to you. We praise you and we bless you. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. You're tuned in to Ignite Radio Live. We invite you to join us in this great adventure. Find out more at massimpact.us. May God's abundant blessing be with you. Happy St. Patty's Day. And where are the two things that prevent us from being liberated? Our time and our money. We cling to those things as though they're our own, Mm. and they're not. And I want to encourage the listeners, if you believe like we do, that we're living in a special time, make the sacrifice of your time and your money to to, to, uh, mass impact and image change. Right here, right here, for this time and place, you can live a mirror of His mercy, a forgiven image of Trendy is a nonprofit organization and it exists off of the generosity of those who've been impacted by the ministry that God has allowed in this Trinity to have. And I would just challenge our listeners, the listeners who are out there now, to pray about if God would be challenging you to give. You know, the mission of the church is to bring everybody into relationship with Christ. It's there, you know. And so through what you guys are doing, you're making it real, I think, and uh, really assisting the church and getting people to uh, ignite and uh, impact not only their, their own lives, but people around them. It's making a huge difference in how we all walk with Christ. Can't change what's happened to now, but we can change what will be. So I do really feel that uh, that God is calling this ministry in this time to do something special, something different, to awaken the church to its roots. And and so I would just ask everybody that's listening to to pray about how can you support this ministry. Here we have Mike McCoy with us um, talking about this battle. And uh, Mike, I want you to share with us a little bit about how you're seeing this very real final confrontation playing out in hearts and minds and classrooms and homes of America. Yeah, Greg, uh, before I do that, I want to encourage everybody. You just heard uh, the commercial come on about MassImpact.us. You know, I really want everyone to go to that and contribute to, to, this, to this organization, this movement, because Greg and Stephanie um, have given their lives to this. It's not part-time. This is who they are and what they do. They have six children, and they're leading quite a movement inside the Catholic Church, and it's spreading across this country. Such a time.